Winter 2023 is alive and well, and so is the Carolina Outdoors. We're glad that you're joining us. The us part of it is Bill Barty on this side of your radio dial. Well, Happy New Year, Bill. It's Wes Lawson over here. What a year it was. What a year it's going to be. Fantastic. But one thing that is continuous and... uh, Uh, never changing is the outdoors is always there and part of the challenge is for us to continue utilizing uh, what we have in the outdoors for 2023 a lot of people we talk about resolutions we talked about it on prior shows oftentimes it ends up being what you're going to take on in the new year and uh, later on in the program we can talk about some of those resolutions if it's not too late, but mainly because it's a challenge, a self-challenge in getting outside and uh, being able to continue throughout the year with the quote-unquote resolution. But in the meantime, of course, New Year's brought a whole lot of different things, opportunities, festivities, celebrations. But Wes, there's one that has made the the law book, or at least it's in debate. Yeah. And it all started over in Brasstown, North Carolina, at a convenience store called Clay's Corner. Now, Clay and Judy Logan started on New Year's Eve something called the Brasstown Drop, or also known as the Possum Drop. And that went on for several years. It, it was um, in 2018, 2019. Uh, the Logans retired. The event moved to Andrews. There was PETA lawsuits that went on, uh, COVID reasons and whatever. The possum drop did not happen in Andrews for 2020. But you were going through the law book mm-hmm. and rule book and what we follow here in North Carolina. And this made the list. Yeah. Yeah. So in 1990, when this started, Uh, or I guess 91, really, um, at Clay's Corner, they had a live possum in a plexiglass box. And instead of doing the the, uh, water for crystal ball drop like in New York City, they lowered this plexiglass box with a possum in it. But about five, six years ago, the North Carolina legislator took it upon themselves to devalue their time and pass legislation that for five days out of the year, you could essentially do anything you want to a possum. Just five days. From the basically the end of December through January 2nd, all, it, I mean, it was the Wild West. You could get away with anything, and the idea was to allow these traditions to continue. Um, PETA obviously didn't like that. A lot of folks didn't like it. It seems kind of like a weird way to spend the state legislative's time. Uh, but yeah, it, you can go back and read through the statute, and it's pretty specific that you can't get in trouble doing anything to a possum for five days. Wow. And you know, possums get a bad rap. I mean, they are kind of interesting or weird looking, but you know, they don't carry rabies like everybody thinks they do. They are the best description is their nature's vacuum cleaner. They eat all the stuff that we as humans don't want or don't like, like ticks, cockroaches, mice, other little varmin. Like, they're doing fine. They're just creepy looking. Would it surprise you uh, if I told you that I had a pet possum in my in my 
life in my childhood. So you had a pet possum, and Don Yeager, <laughs> former co-host, Carolina Outdoors, Jesse Brown's oh, alumnus, yeah. had a pet raccoon. Did you feed your pet possum sugar cubes like he would try to feed his pet raccoon? Yes, I did. And uh, I will tell you my uh, – well, What was your know. possum's name? I can't remember my possum's name. I might have just called him Possum. And he was a family pet because— Possum he, Jenkins, all right. He, oh, that's a really good one. After the fact, we were good, tight friends. He, it was just a little, little rodent-looking size baby possum. Mm. I don't know the proper name. A little mini marsupial. Mini marsupial, but uh, you know, with their tail, they'd wrap it around your finger and hang there, and just the size of a gerbil, except docile and friendly. Until um, we <laughs> fed it enough sugar cubes and whatever we fed it, and we had to build a cage. For it, and that thing got big. Yeah, they can get very large. I mean, when I was growing up in in Virginia, one got onto our back deck. Um, I mean, full grown, big creature, and knocked over furniture, bumped into a chair, knocked it over, scared the daylights out of me. Um, yeah, they're big. Those beady eyes looking at you. Well, so it sounds like we're out of the possum drop. Um, yeah, don't drop animals like that, y'all. Business. Uh, um, it made national attention, you know, a year or two ago, but it sounds like it still is. Um, if you're just joining us, yes, you are listening to the Carolina Outdoors as we blast up and down the eastern seaboard via the airwaves of WBT Radio early on a Saturday morning. For all others who are joining us via podcast, wherever you listen to podcast highlights of the Carolina Outdoors, we welcome you aboard. We've got a few guests that are going to jump on, one of which covers the southeast for the last domestic waiter manufacturer in the United States. Yeah, and they're one of our one of our best-selling products, Sims fishing products. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Chris Manning come onto the program to talk a little bit about what he's seen fishing-wise across his travels in the southeast, but also to find out how they make waiters. In Bozeman, Montana, we'll also ask him about the conversation, speaking of legal conversations, between felt outsoles and rubber outsoled wading boots because, believe it or not, that is a topic that is going on in the fishing community. We'll find out more about that. And then later on, we're going to bring on a member of the United States Ski Patrol. He headquarters up at Beach Mountain here in North Carolina. Richard Yearcheck is going to join us on the Carolina Outdoors so we can find out about the U.S. Ski Patrol. Maybe find out about them fighting Nazis during World War II. That and more with Wes Lawson and Bill Barty. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors. <laughs> 